goodness. My goodness, we've been talking about life-changing choices. And then last week I began a new series for 11 o'clock entitled Practical. Amen. Practical. What happens when you give your life to Jesus? Part two. Amen. Part two. And so today I want to... Um, Today, I want to go to the book of Ephesians today. This, this church in Ephesus, um, Paul writes from a prison. And what, what he recalls about this church, he says is here in verse 1. He says, Paul, the apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God to the saints who are at Ephesus, who are faithful. Paul is writing to a faithful church. He's encouraging this faithful church. Oh, man, I want to hear those words one day. Amen. How many want to hear those words? Well done, thy faithful servant. Amen. Amen. I, I got a feeling God's going to do something in this place today. Amen. So let's look at it. Let's look at verse 3. He says, blessed be the God and Father, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Baby ain't bothering me at all. All right? I, I preach with babies all the time. So they good. They just amen in me. That's all. That's, all. That's it. Babies. Yeah. For a new preacher, that'd be a problem. <laughs> but I hope you don't let the baby outdo you. <laughs> I hope you don't let the baby's amen outdo your amen today. All right? Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we can do here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him in love verse 5 he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will. I want to talk about this morning spiritual blessings. Practical. That's the series. Practical. What happens after you give your life to Jesus? I want to talk about spiritual blessings. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. Amen. 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 We started off in this series last week. We talked about the practical implications. Amen. The practical implications of our salvation. I told you last week that no matter what the devil's plans were, 
God had another plan. Told you God had another plan for your life. Even when his own rejected him, God had another plan so that we Gentiles would be included in his plan. I'm thankful, amen, that we can receive what they rejected. Told you that last week. Told you that, not only that, but you have rights as a believer. As a new believer, you have a relationship with God now. Um, you have one requirement, though. That one requirement is that you have to believe. I believe one of the problems with most people is that they lose the ability to continue to believe because of circumstances and situations that come up in their lives. And I'm getting ready to do a teaching on suffering, a Bible study. I want to do it in a Bible study format so that you and I can understand as a believer, how we suffer. As the suffering of the world and the suffering for the believer is two different things. Our suffering is not to destroy us. Our suffering is to discipline us. Our suffering is to develop us. Amen. Our suffering, God uses also to grow us to maturity. But you have to be mature enough to know that that's what it is. And oftentimes, the practical aspect of our Christianity and our Christian journey leaves us because we're, we're so focused on the now that we've forgotten that something did happen to you. Come on, somebody. Anybody here today can testify this morning that you're not what you used to be. Come on, come on, come on. And, and listen, and the devil somehow be talking to you, right? And he'd be like, Man, you ain't changed, man. You the same, man. You know, you get that little voice, right, that be having you kind of doubting whether or not something has really happened. But here's the thing. You can't base it on what you're hearing. You got to base it on the facts of what the Word of God says. Amen. The Bible says that you're a new creature in Christ. Amen. That you've been bought with a price, so therefore glorify God in your earthly body. The word practical is the ability to understand and apply and appreciate what we have as Christians. Many people today are confused or maybe not fully realize their potential and the promises of God that he has for all of us. This journey is to explore the possibilities of the power of the spirit-filled life and to maximize what you really have as a believer. I want to say to somebody here today, oftentimes you can lose focus. Oftentimes you, the, the enemy can cause you to take your eyes off the prize. He can cause you, amen, and I, to get frustrated with the, with the process that we're going through. Come on, somebody. And Paul is writing from this prison, and Paul praises God for the spiritual blessings. You see, I oftentimes think about it. Am I focusing more so much on the material blessings that I'm missing the spiritual blessings? You see, the spiritual blessings helps you to appreciate the material blessings. Are you with me? 
Paul is telling them that rather than the physical things that they identify, these blessings are in a heavenly realm. It's in a realm that's not of this world. That's why some people can't understand why you're blessed like you are. I had somebody. That's why some people don't understand why you're not panicking or why you're not giving up or why you're still in the game. Why? Because you recognize something, that there's something that God is doing for you that nobody else can do. Do I have anybody? Amen. While family and home and health and job can indeed be blessings, Paul says, I'm interested in something greater. Blessings, watch this, that you cannot see, but you possess. I'm going to say it one more time. Blessings that you cannot see, but you possess them. It's, it's kind of like having all the potential in the world. But, but, but you have not really tapped into those potentials. Anybody there? Amen. That you have something so valuable, but yet you have not tapped into it just yet. You see, the blessings of the unseen are eternal. So in other words, they're not just going to last now, they're going to last forever. Those are the blessings that we should care about. Practical. Those are the blessings that God says that I've given you, but the question is, do you see it? The question is, have you tapped into them just yet? Are you with me? Here's the thing. Look, 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 look at the text. Paul, and, I, and I'm going back to that verse 1. He says, he says, Paul, an apostle of Christ, Jesus. Paul, who was a man who was an enemy of God. Paul, who persecuted Christians. Now is talking about blessings in heavenly places. Paul, who was a persecutor, now he is a promoter of Christianity. You see, Paul did not know that from the beginning of time, God had chosen him to do what he was doing for the kingdom. Paul, who went on to write one-third of the Bible. Come on, somebody. Here's a man who was chosen by God with all this potential. My question to you today is, do you even know what God has chosen you to do? Have you even tapped into the blessings and the potential that he has for your life so that you can do something that will last forever? Do I have anybody? Bringing someone to Christ. Helping someone to get stronger in their faith. What have you done and what are you doing with these spiritual blessings? Watch what he says. He says, Paul, by the will of God. Paul says, I am who I am, not because I did it, because God did it. And the Bible says he was heading down to Damascus Road. Do I have anybody? He was heading down to Damascus Road and God intervene in his life. May I ask you a question? Do you remember that moment when God intervened in your situation where he stopped you on the block, where he just said, okay, this is it. You ain't going no further. You're going to be stopped right here. 
And guess what's going to happen? You're going to do what I called you to do, what I've chosen you to do. And guess what? And when you start lining up with that, then you will see uh, watch it, a transition in your life that will begin to become very clear to you that God is interested in you. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody? He says, listen, he said to the saints who are, who are at Ephesus. Now, you got to understand what Ephesus, the, the city of Ephesus was a very secular place. In this place of Ephesus, what you'll find is you'll find a lot of merchants were there. A lot of dealing and wheeling and kind of like what we have out here today. You understand? The secular world. You, it's like New York City. You understand what I'm saying? Bright lights, big city. Ephesus was a place where you can get caught up real quick. Ah, you're missing it. I'm going to say it one more time. You get caught up real quick. But Paul says something about them that you and I can learn from. He says what? Who are faithful? Can I help you with this? God doesn't want to know how much you know. He want to know how much you care. But also, he's interested in your faithfulness. You see, God wants faithfulness over everything. Are you with me? He says to the, those who are faithful in Christ Jesus. See, it was easy for them to choose the world. It was easy for them to choose everything above God. But they stayed faithful. Do I have anybody? Verse 2, he says, grace to you and peace from God. Can you imagine being faithful? And because of your faithfulness, you are now a recipient of God. Tell your neighbor practical. You are a recipient of God's grace. And watch this. And in the midst of your chaos, you have so much peace. He says, grace and peace to you from our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this now. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice he's giving the credit to God. He, kept say, he keeps saying God the Father to Jesus Christ. God the Father, Jesus Christ. God the Father, Jesus Christ. You can't get to God without going through Jesus. There's no other way to get to God. Paul makes that very clear. And then he says, he says, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places? Do, do you even know what they are? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Here's my first point. We have received every spiritual blessings possible. In other words, you've gotten the max. You, not because you got one child, because you got, you know, you're part of the family. <laughs> Even though they didn't send us our check this month. But here's the thing. <laughs> Get some kids, you understand what I'm talking about. Watch this. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. He says, you and I are blessed with every spiritual blessing. There's not one thing that God is holding back from us. Now, here's the Greek word for blessing now. Watch this now. The Greek word here is the word where we get our English word eulogy. Okay? It, is, it means to speak well of. 
since God is the one acting in this verse, we can say that God has spoken good things about us and pronounced good benefits to us. In other words, God is speaking these things about you because it is a eulogy. The good things that God has decreed for us are probably beyond what we can number. In other words, I can't count the blessings. They're so mass, massive, they're so great that if I really was to get an understanding about it, it would cause me to drop to my knees and just be grateful. See, a lot of times we don't know it was God that kept you from that accident. That was a spiritual blessing. He spoke well of you. See, when Satan goes before God every day, by fact, day and night, and he accuses you before God and said, God, look, he messed up and she messed up. God said, let me speak well of you. Let me say something because, watch it, because my blood is what covers him or her. My blood is what keeps them from being totally annihilated. It is because of what I've done on Calvary that you and I possess these blessings beyond what we can even imagine. So positionally, practically, and powerfully, we possess every spiritual blessings. May I ask you this? What if you start really focusing on your spiritual blessings? Can I, can I tell you something? God isn't holding anything back from you. You and I have potential beyond potential. And let me help somebody with something. The spiritual affects the natural. So if I was to really tap in, if I was to really tap into this spirit realm, come on somebody, no devil in hell will be able to stop you from what God has for you. Do I have anybody? He says he has blessed us not with some, but with every. Every spiritual blessings. And there are countless blessings. But oftentimes we're so earthly minded that we know spiritually good because we can't recognize what God is trying to download in our lives so that we can magnify what he's doing right now. Do I have anybody here this morning who understand that you are blessed? Amen. Just because things aren't going the way you want it to go, just because it's not turning out the way you try to make it go, here's the thing, you're still blessed. On your worst day, you're blessed. You hear me? Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch verse 4. He says, just as, blessing number one, let's look at it. I'm just going to give you four. Just as he what? Chose us. You know, at draft time. Come on, somebody. When, 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 when they're sitting around at home waiting for that phone to ring. And those athletes have put everything they had into everything they had. 
amen, waiting and wishing and hoping and praying that they be the one who is chosen. Come on, somebody. And, and let me say this, not everybody is chosen. But I thank God <laughs> that every one of us in this room today, we got the call. You are the one that got the call. Look what he said. He says, just as he chose us in him, be Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. Hold on a second. Before the foundation of the world. Write this down. Blessing number one. We are chosen by him in eternity. See, you thought you made the decision to come to church or your wife or your husband pull you to church. Drug you out to bed. You wanted to watch the game this morning. Come on, you going to church? I said, no, that ain't it. And can I help you with something? You ever notice after a while, you just start doing it on your own? <laughs> you ever notice after a while, right, you start doing things on your own towards God? God says, I chose you. You didn't choose me. Before you had life, I had already written the script about your life. Now, you have to decide today whether or not you want to be part of this family. You follow me? He says before God has chosen us, before the foundation of the world. So the first blessing is we are chosen by him in eternity. That's eternity past. Now, the word chosen is in the middle voice. Now, here's what's interesting about the middle voice. It indicates that the subject is performing the action upon himself. So, in other words, you ain't doing nothing. God says, I'm doing all the work. So, what you got to do? Tell your neighbor, just show up. Man, I don't know if you understand what it means to be chosen by God. I don't think you understand what it really, 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 really means. That your life, your destiny has already been written. That God chose you and I before the foundation of the world. He gave us a chance to live. When Adam didn't give us a chance, God gave us a second chance. Thank God that original sin hallelujah, did not curse me to the grave. But Jesus saw fit. I'm included. You're included in that number. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you're chosen, that you're special to God? Oh, man, God got obedient children and disobedient children, okay? But here's the thing. It doesn't change the fact that you were chosen. That you are special. Stop selling yourself short to the world. Listen, listen, listen. You and I are chosen by God. Watch this. Chosen and special in his eyes. Look, look at blessing number two. Look what he says. He says, that as a result of you being chosen, we would be what? Holy. 
and blameless before him. No, I ain't, there's a period there. So that starts the new sentence. Yeah. I, I thought that too. Holy and what? I said holy. Right, hold on, Pastor. Hold on now. You're changing lanes now. Holy and what? How can I be holy and blameless in a sinful world? I'm chosen. Here's the second blessing. Ready? We have a new nature in him. We have the ability to stand holy before a holy God. Not based on anything that you did, but it's everything that God did on Calvary. So stop allowing people to tag you and stop tagging yourself when you mess up and just get back in his presence because once saved, always saved. Positionally, you are holy and blameless in the sight of God. So God knew, watch this, your soul is saved, but your body is still under the curse. So you're going to sin with the members of your body. So when you, what you do have, though, you do have access to forgiveness. You do have access, watch this, to the throne of grace. Spiritual blessings. We are holy and blameless in his eyes, and that's why, watch this, we can approach his throne. Watch this. Human parents can bestow their love and their resources and inheritance, watch this, on an adopted child, but not their distinct character. But God miraculously gives us his nature. I wish I had some people up in here. I think you're not tapping into your potential as a Christian. You have a new nature that you can what? That you can walk what? Holy and blameless what? Before him. So you know what that means? That means that you and I are living before him. We are living with, with eyes on us from him. And God says the reason why is because I've given you my nature. Tell your neighbor spiritual blessings. He makes us his children in his divine image. He's given us riches and blessings of his very nature. That you and I can come into his presence and lift our hands and worship a holy God in this sinful body. All you have to do is realize that you have these blessings. That you have the blessing of repentance. The blessing of, hallelujah, of grace and mercy. The blessings that God gives us so that we can worship him. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, in love. But you got to catch this. The in love is tied to verse 5. 
In love, he did what? Ah. Write this, write this, write this blessing down. Blessing number three is in love, we have experienced his love. I'm gonna say it one more time. We have what? Experience. Anybody experience God's love? Well, let me just give, let me make it real simple to you. Ready? For God so that he what? Gave who? That what? Some of you ain't been in church long. What is that? What, what, what part of the scripture is that, John? You ain't been in church a long time. I got to pick on it. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but he did it because of what? He loved me. Tell your neighbor, practical. If I can't remember nothing today, I can remember that I have experienced God's love because I'm sitting here clothing my right mind. Come on, somebody. I have the activities of my limbs. I didn't give up. Hey, because love was chasing me down. Because of God's love. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. The relationship has changed. We are no longer strangers with God. Because of the love. And because of that love, the text says in verse 5, he predestined us to what? To adoption to himself through Jesus Christ to himself. Don't forget that. Blessing number four. Write this down. We have a destiny already prepared for us. You know what predestination means? It's already planned. It's already thought of. Watch this. The devil will try to get you to think the worst before you think the best. But if you hold on to this principle right here, this blessing right here, I have a destiny already planned. You cannot mess up what God made up, what God sent his son to Calvary to do for me. No, you can't mess that up. The devil cannot mess up what God has already done and planned in eternity. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Adoption. We have, we, we have our adoption papers. We have conservatorship. We have, watch this, we have not just material things, but the very nature of our new parent. That's why we got to treat other Christians right. That's why church, they ain't going, that type of business in the church should not be. 
people against people, and arguments, fussing and fighting. We ain't got time for that because we are of the same nature, of the same family. You see, we function under different rules. Why? Because we're here on earth, but we're, our citizenship is in heaven. We are descendants now of Abraham, so we possess the same rights as a Jew. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I don't know if that make any sense to you. Listen, do you not know that God is coming back for his people? His people are the Jewish people. And we now are adopted into that family, so we have all the blessings of Abraham. Deuteronomy 30, if you do this, this will happen. If you line up, he'll bless you. If you live right, he'll bless you. If you walk before him holy and righteous and blameless, you're about to be blessed. And you will begin to see the material come to pass. Spiritual blessings. Watch this. Watch this. This word adoption involves conformity of a child that has a life, watch this, of God in him to the image and the purpose and the interests of God. As a Christian, God begins to cause you to draw you closer and your interest is changing from worldly to spiritual. Why are you interested in the things of God? Because you've been adopted, boo. Adopted. You're in a new family now. You're part of a new family now. Listen, when we, when we come down for dinner, you come down for dinner. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. When we go school shopping, we go school shopping for you too. Come on, somebody. When, listen, when we give out gifts, we give gifts to everybody, not just you, not just the, the ones that were born into the family. See, when Israel rejected God, Christ, it opened the door for us. So God had to go through an adoption agency, Christ, But God already knew from the beginning of time who he would choose. Some people can't walk through a church door. They're not chosen. Now you got to understand the doctrine of election. Now some are chosen and some are not. And watch this. And even if they're not, because they have not been chosen... Watch this. They don't have the capacity or the ability to believe. The hardness of Pharaoh's heart. Y'all remember that? Pharaoh? God didn't harden Pharaoh's heart. God only allowed Pharaoh to do what Pharaoh wanted to do. God removed his grace from Pharaoh and Pharaoh get, was given over to his own devices. That's how the hardening happened. And there's some people, some of us here, we're saved. Come on, y'all. We're sanctified. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen, 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 listen. The question is, what are you doing for God? Chosen. 
adopted, man. That's, that's a blessing. Listen, 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 listen. God predetermined this for you. He predestined us to adoption as sons. But guess what we had to do? We still had to make the choice. Are you with me? I got six minutes. Give me a minute. Watch this. Watch this. Ready? He says, verse 5, according to what? According to the kind intention of his will. Man, listen. God didn't do it because we deserve it. God did it because he's ooh so good. He's good. Listen, let me say this. I don't deserve any of it. Blessing number five. We're blessed because God is so good. His kind intention. You know what that word means? His own pleasure. God's goodness when we should be destroyed. He, when we were destined for destruction, God says, I'm going to be good to you. How many of you can say God's been good to you? How many of you had slipped and you fell away a little bit? Come on, somebody. And yet it was his goodness. Come on, somebody. Yet it was, was to tell your neighbor practical, 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 practical. Listen, listen, it was because of his goodness. I'm taking some strong doctrine here, and I'm trying to make it real practical for you to understand something, that you didn't choose him. You never made the choice. You don't make the choice to come to church. You don't make the choice to give your life to Jesus. You don't make your choice to be baptized. You don't make the choice to live right. He does it for you. And what he does... It's by his power because we don't deserve it, y'all. I don't deserve it. And sometimes I'm so ashamed that I got it because I don't deserve it. And that's what makes God so attractive to me, that the fact that he would love a wretch like me, that he would give me all the things that he's given me. Why? Because of his goodness. Don't let nobody tell you that you're not good enough, that you're missing the mark. Dang, God, God chose you. Okay? You know how many chosen people be in the club? They just forgotten. That's all that is. Do you know how many chosen people have lost their way? Do you not know that the next thing to happen is God's coming to save his people in Israel? Do you not know that millions and millions and millions of Jews who God love has rejected him? But yet God is still holding up time for them? Man, if it was me, I'd be like, man, that with them. I believe that out. For real. How many of us have given up on some people? Right? 
But God says, I'll never give up on you because I've chosen you. You're blessed to be chosen. Blessed to be chosen. Spiritual blessing. Spiritual blessing. Many stores have mannequins. Another word for a mannequin is a dummy. The job of a dummy is to magnify the fashion of the store. They put the clothing on the dummy, and the dummy is supposed to act as an attractive lure for the customers into the store. They, they are to look at the clothes on the dummy and be drawn into the store. The clothes on the dummy didn't come from the dummy. The clothes from the dummy came from the owner of the store, and the owner of the store put the clothes on the dummy so that folks outside the store would be attracted to come in based on how the dummy looks. Need I say more? On our best days, we're nothing but dummies. What God wants to do is dress you up, give you a new nature, give you a new life. And he says, come here, dummy. Your life is not your own. You don't belong to you. I've chosen you. You can't switch clothes by yourself. I change you when I choose to change you. Now, are you drawing anybody into my kingdom? Are you bringing anybody closer to me? Because you ain't got control of nothing because you're just a dummy. Oh, we are. God wraps his humanity, his deity in humanity. And then he downloads his spirit in us and gave, gives us a little bit of grace and mercy. And he says, all I want back from you is a little attraction. All I want back from you is a little attention. All I want back from you is a little glory. All I want back from you is a little praise. All I want back from you ha, is a little hallelujah every now and then. All I want back from you is for you to say every now and then, thank you for what you have done for me. That's all. Because I don't control nothing. But I thank God that I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. I believe in a gospel that saves, transforms, and all the blessings will come after that. And if you focus on the right blessings, the spiritual blessings, you will succeed as a Christian. Give God a hand clap prayer. Thank God for the spiritual blessing.